0: Welcome back legends and welcome to the walkers only podcast my guest for today is alice clearwater alice is a gym fanatic a mental health advocate and to top it off just an amazing person she runs the mindfulness on sundays at the walkers only community at kangaroo point Stairs. and if anyone's ever come across alice you'll know what an amazing soul alice is i'm not going to ruin this episode by telling you too much about it but just tune in and you'll love this one This episode is brought to you by Solid Erections Carpentry in Brisbane. Whether it's a door hang, a deck building, a full renovation or a new build, get in touch with us and see how we can help you. Solid Erections Carpentry. Alrighty, sponsorship time. I just want to give a massive shout out to the best barbershop in Brisbane, the notorious barbershop in Banyo. Somewhere that you can feel at home, kick back with a complimentary drink of your choice while getting a fresh cut for the weekend. Then look no further than the notorious barbershop. If you mention the name Walkers Only Podcast, you will get a discount off your next haircut. Honestly, guys, they are the best service I've ever had. So friendly, and it's hard to leave the shop, so make sure you get down there. Before we start, let's roll the intro. Don't just talk, give it, walking. It. Walkers only. Don't just talk, give it, walking. It. Don't just talk, give it, walking. It.
1: Just
0: talk Alice, Alice, how you doing? Good, thank you, my bro. Good, good. We finally made it, hey? We finally got this happening. It's taken a while. I know, but oh everything happens for a reason and timing's always right. Divine timing as always. Mm. what um <clears throat> what's been happening? How you been? So great. Yeah, yeah, really good. Just noticed um you went for a nice little trip. <clears throat> trip to Fraser Island, Fraser Island. First,
1: oh, that- first time on Fraser Island. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were meant to originally go at the end of February for my thirtieth birthday, mm-hmm. right on the floods. Mm. Um, so we postponed and yeah went last
0: weekend and it was magical. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, there was some. Uh, did you have a photographer with you?
1: guy as a photographer oh okay okay yeah yeah I seen that and I was like we just business. we got so much content it was yeah, unreal yeah. but it was just so amazing mm. no cell phone reception yeah just nothing other than just us
0: that's powerful hey I, people don't realize like having a phone on you all the time is like um it's a part of you hey eh? it's like an identity a
1: hundred percent and it was so easy just to know that the phone wasn't working mm. not use it there was no Inkling for me to want to use my phone, mm. and then it's like we got on the barge to come home, and it's like all of a sudden the ding, phone ding, ding, just ding, comes ding, ding, back, ding. and you're like,
0: "Oh, fuck!" I was enjoying without it, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah,
1: it was so nice without it.
0: It's like have you ever forgot times like that, it reminds me is um, when you like forget to take your phone to work, or you've like forgotten it somewhere, and like instant feeling is like you get a little bit of a panic. I did anyway, and then after a while you're like, "Oh, I kind of enjoy, yeah, enjoy this." But then you're constantly like. There's something missing Yeah you like doing these tap pats. Absolutely yeah so. yeah so just for the audience I'll just um, Give a little about Where you're from originally And um, Obviously not Aussie But And not how long you've Australia. been over here And what got you over here
1: <clears throat> Beautiful um, I <laughs> I I had an inkling And I knew you were going to ask me that question mm. And I I promised myself That I would be So honest When mm. I Go to answer it and it's really interesting because if I am asked that question, mm. I it, it really like it does actually still trigger me, mm. and it's actually quite hard to answer it. Mainly, I think because of the environment that we're set up in right now. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. and but um, the word privilege mm. constantly plays, uh and shows up for me, especially when someone asks that privilege. Yeah, it um it's something that I've been navigating for a very long time, and I'm very aware of it. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess the, the root and the core belief around that is, I had a beautiful upbringing. Mm. Um, I had all the beautiful things. Um, and. Sometimes I struggle when people ask me that story Like is my answer going to be valid enough mm. Am I going to answer in a way That people are going to get something from that mm. And especially when you ask me to come on the podcast mm. It's like am I Like what is it that I actually really have yeah. to say That people are going to like really resonate with mm. Or take away or Like what is it about my story yeah. And that that sh- showed up for me a long time ago And yeah. it's taken a lot of navigation to be so aware of that and catch that Mm. and still choose to speak into it anyway because now I have the awareness to choose Mm. and speak into my story but it's still really hard to actually do it. Like my heart right now is like pounding out of my chest.
0: Well, when I, let's just put it this way. So when I met you uh, Christmas time or January time, I started going to the gym Yeah, and instantly when I met you, you just had this, well, you think you took a class once, and I was like, "This girl's got amazing energy. <laughs> she just wants like she just you feel you you bring a vibe with you, you know." So yeah. that was the instant thing. And then I remember like inquiring a couple of times about, to people like, "What what Alice is this different, eh? Like, in uh, not in a like a way like oh, an attraction, or I want to get know her that way, but just more like she's got great energy, yeah. and um, it's uh, it's contagious. Like it just flocks onto everyone else. Mm-hmm. So that was my instant thought. And then. Um, I think I went up to you one day in the gym and I was like I don't know what it is I want to know about you I don't know what it is and we just sat down we were stretching and I think we're very open people and I feel like we've both done we're very aware yeah and I think instant connection like um you know we people can talk about spirituality people can talk about you know surface level stuff but instantly it was like a I felt like a spiritual connection with you 100% yeah so um that was the original one and then I went to the coffee shop one day and someone caught on that I had a podcast and they were like, hey, you should get Alice on. Um, <laughs> she teaches one of my, my kids. And um, I'm not going to say the name, but yeah. that was how it started. And, and I feel like she'd be great for it. So like, there was two light bulb moments. I was like, okay, let's let's yeah. see where this goes. So um, my perception and how I met you, Alice, I just think you're an incredibly amazing person. And um, yeah, you're just 100 or nothing. And um And that's what I like about you. And, and one thing I've been thinking about a lot, I was thinking about earlier in the shower, I always get good shower thoughts about them. (laughs) (laughs) Not not about Alice enough. Love loves a good shower. Yeah, but it was, um, you know, a lot of people want to hang out with people or feel the energy off them and they want to levitate to that and they want to hold on that to fill their cups up. Mm. But I've known you for a couple of months now and um, you're very, your own person. And um, that takes a lot of work And people don't recognize that But I've noticed that with you Where Yeah you're, you know, You've you bought into everything And we're very similar mm. But you don't rely on me For your happiness mm. And I don't rely on you For my happiness Yeah Just, You know what I mean Absolutely and Listeners might be going there And going hang on I don't know But it makes sense If you really think about it Yeah 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 So um does that kind of answer what I think about you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Firstly, like, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you
1: so much for that. Like that's, that's um, that hit me
0: right in the soul. So that's all good. Well, um, thank you. That's that's all good. Is you know um, you mentioned I know you have a big passion with a company called Amend. Yeah. So for listeners out there, and I'm very intrigued about this too. Just give us a breakdown on what Amend are and what okay what you got mm-hmm. out of it and what you have you know. Carried as a badge of honor now into your next, you know, into what you do next.
1: Yeah, um, I guess. Um, a men movement is a, um, a beautiful nonprofit organization based mm. in the Gold Coast, um, facilitated and run by a beautiful human being, mm. um, and he has a beautiful community around him that facilitates and holds space for yep. every human being. Um, how I cross paths paths with that space and them mm. uh, was divine timing um relationship breakdown mm. and i'd been following them on my instagram for about two yes. years so like you follow pages that resonate with you and you yeah. they sort of just trickle mm. and that they just pop up all the time um and the amend movement page was was one of those pages um and when the, my relationship broke down, um, I just um, went onto their website and just really investigated and yeah. they were having a workshop that weekend wow. So I just booked my ticket and I went and I had no idea what was going to happen and yeah. it was one of the most pivotal um, pivotal changes and mm. uh, experiences of my entire life.
0: Really yeah
1: wow. it completely changed. Uh, me as an entire human being yeah um and since then i've uh just i I chose to step in Mm. things would come yeah um into my space whether it was another workshop or a a program or connection or an opportunity to be with those people um and i just took it and i just completely stepped into it Mm. and um that was just over, or uh, just under a year and a half ago, yeah. and yeah, the moment that I left that work, I went into that first workshop, a version of Alice, and came out a completely different person. Mm. How long is that workshop? It was a day workshop. That wow. one. Wow!
0: But you just really hit you that hard that yep. it uh, changed your whole yep. outlook.
1: I talk about, and sometimes you you can h- you hear people talk about mm. like their spiritual journey, mm. and they have this awakening, mm. and like I, I do resonate with that one hundred percent. Um, and I resonate with it even more now because I, like that is a version of what happened to me Mm. before I went into that workshop, I was like asleep. Yeah. Well, like I, I think about it like I was a sleeping lion. Yeah. Just going through the motion of life. Yeah. Life was choosing me. Everything was the way it is. I had no control over anything. You get a job, you do the things you feel your pressure and your stress from your parents like everything is just how it is it's just life Mm. and i came out of it with a completely different perspective and from then it's just grown and developed and the things that i've learned through that space on how to be first a beautiful human being to always put self first yeah like everything comes from here yeah and like you said just before like you don't use me for your happiness and I don't use you for your, yeah. my, for my happiness because yeah. I'm responsible for my own happiness. Mm.
0: That's powerful. Al. Yeah. That's really powerful. And from that you create boundaries and like, you know your boundary, like, okay, like, hey, yeah. if you're someone stepping into that boundary, yeah. they might not like the side of you that you're willing to, mm. Hey, like it's not like you're telling them to back off, but it's a way you might take a step back. Yeah. And, um, they're healthy boundaries. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, everything you just said then it um it speaks volumes. It really does because um, I I feel like that for me in my past relationships, mm. I was um I think my natural thing is being a pleaser, so when it came to relationships, um you know, it was always about either sex or making sure that they were happy, mm. but I really forgot about if I was happy and um you know like obviously people can talk about it now where they go men and women men need to be the leader in the relationship this that and the other possibly um, now we're getting to a day and age now where women are very independent they want to be CEOs of businesses but when it comes back to a relationship I felt like um if I was always making sure that this person was happy who's who's riding my ship to make Mm. sure that like this relationship's continuing because um it was as if the pinnacle of my relationships of those times was sex. Yeah. And because of that, like, yeah, I could I could talk, but was I deeply happy? Yeah. And now, you know, like, yeah, I felt love and stuff, but, you know, it's a... You look at relationships now in a different way. Like, I'm not trying to just get in their pants, you know? Yeah. And you just want to... I want to get to know this person now. Absolutely. And really, like, are we clicking? And then move forward Because I think if sex is the pinnacle of your relationship It won't last long Once that fuzzy feeling of lust wears off um, Yeah, it goes out the window after that Yeah. So um, when you said that That just really hit me in that way I love that Yeah, so
1: I heard that um, One of the like analogies that I've uh, read and seen That really landed for me was the word intimacy mm. And what that word actually means yeah. And if you break it down phonetically like intimacy, into me I see.
0: Into me I see, yeah.
1: And it's like intimacy can occur on a physical level, but the powerful of intimacy is on an emotional level and in a spiritual level. Yeah. And often, like from my perspective and from my experiences only and like my opinion, but from my past experience, it's again similar, Been such a physical intimacy Mm. and the emotional and spiritual connection has been... Uh, vacant if you will Um, but I think as well mainly because I didn't know how to communicate it Mm -hmm. and communication is such a powerful thing and it's something that I've again now into my awareness for something that I really struggle with Sure, and comes from my childhood and how I was raised Um, but knowing what to communicate and how to communicate that
0: Um, how do you so it's such an easy thing to say so you you teach, obviously, and you've played sports and you're in yeah. the gym. And what's the common thing you always tell your kids before, um, you know, like half-time, if they might be losing, you always go, hey, you as a team, we've got to communicate. We've got to, you know, it's such the one of the first things we tell someone if we're coaching them or something is communication. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's like when, it, when you're not aware of it and you feel like, you know, you, you go to speak to others about your problems. It's like as a relationship... If you start speaking, outsourcing it, you are actually breaking cracks in that yep. relationship because you are not being like that's that's your best mate. Technically, you know that's your yep. that's your ride or die. Absolutely, you are talking shit. Like, why it's not working to this person, but why don't you just tell it to this person and yeah. maybe make it make it work? Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think like we we're so
1: people live in such a place of fear. Mm. Like, there is just this fear, fear of people's opinions, fear of yeah. if I am going to say the right or wrong thing. And it's one thing as well that I've I've learnt recently is people live from two states, either a place of fear or a place of love. Yes. And if you're living from a place of fear, which in times I still know I'm doing it. Mm. Like I of course we all catch it all the time and so often I'm probably not catching it. Yeah, yeah. But living from that place of fear is just so limiting yeah. and it just stops us constantly. And if you really stop in that moment mm. and can actually sit with what am I actually afraid of and give yourself time and a fear wasn't like an issue and a fear was removed. What would you then do? Mm. And all fear is, is your body going, I'm going to die.
0: 100%.
1: I'm just going to die right now. I can't talk to this person because I'm going to die. Yeah. And it's, if you just think about that, like, is that something that you can ask yourself in any sort of time or situation? A fear wasn't there and if I didn't think I was going to die, would I say the thing? Yes. Would I do the thing? Would I, whatever?
0: Yeah. Have you got a scenario of fear and you've overcome it? Um, don't want to hit you off guard. Yeah. Off guard. Oh, for instance, right? I I always think of I've people that uh, when it comes to fear is speaking up for something that you're passionate about yeah, and yeah. it's tread on toes, or even um, you know, a lot of guys out there have the fear of reaching out to someone they might fancy, you know, like, um, how, you know, the fear of getting rejected, like, but really that rejection actually can make you thicker skin. You get comfortable rejection. So it's like a, and then you actually levitate more to where you need to go. It's It's like a a, kick in the backside. It's a redirection, not a rejection,
1: right? Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly.
0: So, um, there's so many scenarios for that. It's like going into a gym. Like so many people are fearful of going into a gym, Mm -hmm. If it's hard Because the fear of looking stupid Absolutely The fear of coming to stairs on Sunday Because they think it's intimidating You know yeah. It's um, It's But If you were to If you I said this to someone I'm going to say to you right? Would you Would you like to know The date How many years you got left on this planet Or would you not want to know
1: Nah I don't want, want to
0: know, know. Nah. I thought about it And I was like If someone told me Okay you've got 40 years to go or twenty years to go, or ten, would that make you pursue what you want more mm. now? Because you know you've got a deadline, or not knowing and kind of living really mm. nearly, would that change the you know the the fear as such? You know, would yep. you not care about people think anymore? Would you go? You know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get to where I want to go. Mm. You know,
1: one thing that's coming there's two things that came up for me. One thing just then when you say. If you knew you had x amount of time left, mm. would you live your life differently? I can wholeheartedly say hands down I would not live my life any differently mm. cuz every single day it's the first thing that I wake up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I like I go to bed on a Sunday night so excited to wake up on a yeah. Monday. That's good. And I love every single thing I do about like within my day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that. That's um that's my dog snoring. <laughs> honest there's so many um, many obstacles but I I really like that though Alice what you say yeah um
1: the other thing I'm gonna speak into when you asked me uh one thing that I've been fearful of mm. and I chose to do it anyway uh which was a a pivotal and such an amazing beautiful thing um about a year ago when I went home yeah um I managed to get home for three days Just as that border sort of opened For about yeah. that six weeks
0: Yeah
1: um, And I, I got home for three days And I, I wrote my family a letter I sat with that letter for weeks And prep for it mm. um, The fear the, the main fear was Hurting my parents And my parents' opinion And interpretation Of what I was saying What I communicated was um, How my childhood had shaped who I am now mm. And Again, like you asked me at the start you know what is my story mm. and my I was brought up country girl dairy farmer yeah. and I'm so unbelievably thankful and the older I get I'm so so thankful that I was raised on a farm yeah. uh, with two beautiful parents that are still married now mm. um and and that word privilege still still shows up because I wasn't I wasn't exposed to domestic violence Mm. I never had um, there was no alcohol abuse there was there was no serious trauma in my childhood whatsoever like I I went to school I went to a good school I had a nothing fancy but I had a beautiful home I played sports mum was amazing Mm. with my sport and supporting um, everything that I wanted to do my parents supported me through university when I decided to go, mm. um, and when like you think about it like that, like I, I am blessed and yeah. I and I'm privileged, and like what could have possibly have gone wrong in my childhood, mm. and it's not now. Now my perception and my reality is I'm blessed and I'm thankful for every single thing that happened in my childhood. But every single person has trauma. And it can sometimes be the smallest, tiniest little thing that happened at a five-year-old in the playground Mm. that has dictated or caused one of your biggest patterns or Mm. behaviours that you do now as an adult. And speaking that and saying that to my family was so hard. And I used the word, and I know it was the phrase, I didn't feel loved when I was a child.
0: But you, you had everything. You felt, you know, you had every no reason to feel like you had any trauma. But you just didn't feel loved by them?
1: Yeah, which is trauma. Mm, there was, I, defi- no, there was yes. definitely numerous numerous things that happened. But
0: you had everything, as in, I mean, like... Materialistic. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, Go to uni when you needed to. A,
1: yeah, on a piece of paper, mm. I'm so blessed and I like and everything in between like everything about my childhood the deemingly not so bad and the beautiful stuff about my childhood Mm. like I'm so grateful for all of it because I had to go all through that for me to be the person that I am now and communicating that in a way to my parents was so hard Mm. The biggest, like the biggest thing, was, and for my reality only, and it's really interesting when I talk about this with my parents now because my version of my childhood is so different to theirs. Of
0: course, different scopes,
1: so different, and it's mm. fascinating to have those conversations. And but my reality of my childhood was, I didn't feel loved as a child, mm. and how that shaped me as a as a human being now has played out in all of my relationships with men.
0: All of them. Mm. Ex- explain the trick. Ex- do you mind explaining one in a relationship where you, <clears throat> it would trigger you? Um,
1: so me and my dad growing up didn't have a relationship. Mm. Dad uh, worked so hard and worked so many hours, and he was um, physically around the house. Yeah. Um, emotionally, he wasn't. And again, I say this from a place of love, and I, I, I love my dad so yeah. much now. Like with every cell of my being. Um, but that relationship has taken a lot of work as well. Um, and growing up it was just a disconnect. Yeah. Just wasn't around. Mm. Um so that not feeling for me, not feeling love from a male figure and my dad in my life, yeah. that's also I then took that into relationships mm. and I was coming from a place of Like I'm, I don't feel good enough for, for men in my life. And it came out, like you said, with like, I'm putting all of my happiness into this person. So it's that like classic anxious attachment. Mm. Like I just attach myself and just like everything that they did, they didn't do that Mm. dictated how I felt Ah, and how I showed up because I didn't feel that love as a little girl. And all I wanted was a male to love me. I just wanted him to just prioritise me, love yeah. me, and just do all the things. And all that has got nothing to do with the person I was in a relationship yeah. with. It's just old triggers and old trauma showing up.
0: Yeah. It's like a long route that's gone all the way back to each other. Absolutely. Wow.
1: Yeah. And again, like having, like if dad and mum were to listen to this, like I'm still not sure how they would feel about it. Mm. I know that it's hard for them to listen to it and to listen to me speak about it. But it's it's my reality. Like, it's my reality of my childhood. But And the beautiful thing and the the thing that I'm the most proud about is that I've navigated it now and yeah. I can see it now and I know that it shows up and I know that I, I can now choose what I do in relationships
0: now. Your last holiday, you went back. You looked like you had some great memories with your parents, in particular your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that comes from doing work and being open and being vulnerable with each other and creating that emotional connection that maybe wasn't there as a childhood, like you said, but they'd be so proud of you right now. And um, so, yeah, going back to the mindfulness, it was a challenge, but just seeing what you do for people, Alice, and we all we want to do is help people, you know. Mm. If you're doing it and I'm doing it, and, you know, we're uplifting each other by doing uplifting efforts, yeah. like that's that's healthy that's so healthy that we're doing that you know and um just yeah i'm just um very grateful for you i'm so grateful for you (laughs) really
1: yeah i had no idea like when you asked me to run that meditation the first time (laughs) again i was like i had no idea even if i could but i just the words yes just came out of my mouth
0: I didn't even I didn't even know if you could do it, but I knew you could do it.
1: I didn't even know I could do it. Yeah. Like I'd never never held space like that for yeah. people. Um, especially guiding people yeah. and like facilitating mm. that. You like, You're like I, a pro. I had like it's <laughs> just yeah, I had no idea that I, I had the ability to be able to do that. So yeah. um good. it's a hundred percent opened up. Like it's just, just expanded me on a whole mm. other level
0: as well. So in saying that though, After relationship Because I'd feel like A bag of shit For about six months And <laughs> feel You know and sorrow I remember once I was telling my brother About a relationship And um, I was just talking About it a lot Because I felt like That's how I needed To get off my chest But I was repeating myself So I was repeating That emotion mm-hmm. So every time I repeat that emotion I'd You know You add more Stories To the actual story So it's <laughs> half of those Things that's going on In your head Are not true And he yeah. said to me One day He goes Okay You told me this a couple of times now. When are you going to shut up and move forward? And Boom. Boom. And I... I, At the time, I was like, fuck you, James. But at the same time, when I walked away, I remember telling my friend, I was like, you know, that's probably the best advice James has ever told me. Hundreds. Because he's just like, when are you going to shut up and just move forward You
1: said something similar to me. I remember a couple of weeks ago at the gym, and Mm. it was just a little bit stressful. Like, work Mm. was just... I just had a lot on, and... I've also noticed that I think because I set at such a high energy, mm. the moment that I sort of 100. come down, people pick up on it so much faster. Is my
0: voice, my quarter, give you a little voiceover on my phone. Was mm. it that or nah? Or in person?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, oh, both. I think, oh, okay. but this happened in the gym, and mm. yeah. I'm actually like I'm so yeah.
0: good. It's like because you always someone because people see your energy and they're like, oh, she's not at that high hundred today. Yeah, something's not right. Yeah. And then next thing you know, people come up to you and be like, Is everything all good? Yeah. You're all good? And you start creating, Am I all good? Am I, good? Am I sweet? And yeah. you're like, I'm fine. I'm just not needing to give yeah. you my energy today. How about you don't rely on my energy because, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and what I'm, about introverts then? Introverts are quiet all the time. Are <laughs> they all good? Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm also very, I'm so
1: grateful for those beautiful people because mm. they do recognize they're it. Checking in. And they're just checking in. 100%. And it's sometimes as well it forces you to really check in with yourself and then like some of the girls at the gym always say to me like i'm such an analysis like if i am sitting a bit lower i'm going why am i sitting lower what is it Mm. am i what am i coming from a place of lack what's what's what am i what what stories am i caught up in right now it's yeah
0: but you're not seeking validation either. You know, you're, you're like, all you're doing is in trying to check That's in with yourself. So inwards, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not going help, 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 help. Yeah. Like there's nothing wrong if you're on, you're struggling, struggling and you're reaching out and yeah. get, get, you know, psychologists or friends or close friends that you need to speak to. But when it comes to like minor things, you can deal with that. Like you need to deal with that yeah. on your own.
1: I'm a hundred. And yeah. I'm so um, empowered and self-empowered mm. to be able to deal with that on my own now. Yeah. That's taken a lot of work though. Sure that's taken a lot of navigation to self-validate self-empower mm. self-rely good and and know 100% that I have got me yeah full stop and I don't need other people I choose other people now yeah. I don't need other people
0: yeah 100% and that's what it comes down to like keeping your circle small like even you being 100 all the time and me being an extrovert, I have a lot of acquaintances but yeah. man, I probably have less than five, five, I can count on the top of, of one hand, how many close friends I have. Yeah. And that's how it should be really. Like it's nothing wrong with having heaps of friends. Yeah. But ones that, you know, are like-minded, like close, are generally care, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I feel like we can go on for ages with this conversation now, <laughs> but I'm going to bring it, bring it back and try and be a, a good host. Um, But uh, let's talk about um your, if you don't mind, obviously is, your past relationship And um, What You had Is it right for me to ask Did you have a, um, You were pregnant Yes You was Yes I was And was that planned this, Was this all planned or not No Definitely Definitely not planned
1: no. Um It's interesting that you That you bring that up That whole situation And how that unfolded Is one of the times in my life That I'm the most proud of mm. And one of the situations in my life that I'm at most peace with. Mm. And um, I knew that I was at peace with it the moment that it happened. It was very interesting. (laughs) Um, I was in a relationship with a South African who was on a visa here. Mm. I met him here in Australia. Um, We were sort of, like connected on such a deep level so fast. And it was so beautiful. Um, well, he was here for about seven months before he, his visa ran out and had to go back to South Africa. We then did long distance for six months. And then I booked tickets to go and see him for my Christmas holidays. Mm. That was 2018, 2019. So right before COVID hit. Um, so I flew to South Africa. um, and I have, for a very long time, struggled with my menstrual cycle. Mm. Um, I have spent a lot of time with basically no cycle. Wow. Um, so the thought and, like, scientifically, like biologically, yeah. do you think you can get pregnant? I I, I didn't think I could. Yeah. Um, can confirm. You can.
0: <laughs> um. so, how, so how long were you like missing periods and stuff? How long was this going on for? Years. Years. And did you ever go get it checked on that?
1: I had conversations, like definitely had conversations yeah. about it, but I would – like I'm still struggling with it now in all fairness. Um, mm. I know why it happens and I know – I, I do know why and what triggers me to get my cycle again. It's becoming more and more – Um. Evident to me. That's a whole nother story, though. Like I've,
0: that's a whole another. Yeah, we'll have to do another episode. Wait a <laughs> no. second. That's yeah. There's a
1: whole. That's yeah, a whole yeah. other side of Alice. Um, I flew to South Africa. I, I had five weeks plans with him. I must have got pregnant like on like straight away. Um, that was on the fifteenth of December. I flew. Um, over New Year's. So within like less than three weeks. Mm. Um. So when we came back, it was about the 4th or 5th of January, I started to just feel slightly off. Mm. I remember going to the gym and doing a ball row workout and I couldn't catch the ball properly. Like the wall, I was just putting the ball up and it was like falling and I couldn't, I didn't have wow. the strength to catch it. It was like smashing me in the face. Mm. Um, I was so fatigued. I was so tired. Um, And then I remember doing some stretches on the floor and, like, my boobs were sore and I was like, oh, "Oh, have I done push-ups the day before? Like, and then within two days after that, like, I just went bedridden, like, 100% bedridden. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember going in with him to the pharmacy because someone had said just, I don't know, take some anti-nausea pills, you've picked up something, like, whatever. And I remember walking past the pregnancy test and just thinking, oh I just said to myself, like, Oh, we'll just take one just to clear it off. Like there's no way I can, yeah. but let's just do one. Um, t- took it, took it home. Um, I go into the bathroom, take it, literally opened the packet and it went positive. Like I like it like Ooh. I was I was very pregnant.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> um he walked into the bathroom and he looked at me and said, What's the result? And I said, It's positive. And I remember him just sort of turning away. He's like, I just need to take a pee. <laughs> and he, like, because the toilet was just hidden sort of around, yeah. like it was like the bathroom. And then the toilet was in there, but it was just a bit of a wall. And he just went and he took a pee and he came back and he was a ball of sweat. Like he, he, yeah. bless his soul, freaked out. Yeah. But I remember looking at that test and just being like, okay, it is what it is. It's what it is. It's, this is the situation um, I didn't have a negative Like feeling about yeah. it I didn't have a positive feeling about it It was just Okay Here's the situation mm. Great Like Yeah it, Like it literally is what it is His perception And how he handled it Was very very different um, I had still two and a half weeks In South Africa Before I was to fly home I spent that entire Two and a half weeks in bed Because Shit. I was so sick I ended up um, in hospital on a drip for mm. two days before I flew home. Um, and I remember ringing. I left it for a few days, and then I remember ringing Dad. Mm. And I rung on the phone, and Dad answered the phone in a way that I felt like he already knew because he answered the phone like with a soft... Um, Like a hey Alice
0: Mm.
1: Answer Whereas he's normally like Hey mate how you going Like he's usually Mm. Like his whole I just remember that call And I said Hey dad I'm not well And he said Okay What's going on And I said Oh I'm pregnant And he said Okay Oh Um How Like how are you Like what Okay Um and I said, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really, really sick. Like, I'm, um, like, unwell. Um, he said, okay, do you want me to come to South Africa? Wow. Um, and I said, no, no, I don't. And he said, how's, how's, ha- how's he? Mm. And I said, he's not handling it that well. And he said, okay. And he said, do you love him? And I said, yes, I do. And Dad said, okay, it's all going to work out all gonna work out like whatever you want me to do right now like we'll do it um and i said dad i just want to come home and home i meant australia like i just want to get home to australia Mm. he said great i'll meet you in australia wow so i battled for the 24-hour flight home which was hell yeah 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 like not even having i i remember a couple of days before i flew Rolling out of bed and crawling to the t- to the Shit. shower, and I had to sit in the shower. It took me two hours. Like that's how sick I was, Shit. and I lost eight kilos in that three weeks or something. So by the time I flew home, I was faded, gaunt. I was I was done. Shit. Um, I knew when I left South Africa that that would be the last time that I saw him.
0: So, so I don't interrupt. Yep. So, but you guys were kind of sweet.
1: We yeah. were fine. Yeah his perception when i tested positive yeah, was changed. a change and it was it was just the uncertainty when i think back to it now it was i his his response was i can't get a visa to come back yeah you're going to have to do this by yourself Yeah, what's going to happen like our relationship is it's on such a there's no foundation to yeah. it and then and then it was that i don't want this yeah. And that's what he said to me straight away. And then it, the next, within a couple of hours, it was like, you need to terminate.
0: Oh, shit. So, and yeah.
1: I remember as well being in that, being like, that's not what I want to hear right now, but you're just freaking out. Like, you're you panicking. you can freak out. That's totally fine. It's very I'm mature fine.
0: of you to be like, okay, I'm yeah, going Yeah, I
1: don't know where this came from. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's
0: when some, when, in those moments, you know, under pressure, people s- uh, stand up or some yeah. people...
1: And I just, down. and I think, I think, I don't think about it often anymore, but... Like that situation, I'm so proud of how I handled that. 100%. And I I still am just at so much peace with that.
0: Mm.
1: I knew, I didn't know, I I had made no decision and I couldn't have told you when I was there whether I was going to keep it or whether I wasn't. Like it wasn't even on my radar. My radar was like him, like how he's showing up and then me getting back to Australia. Mm. That's all I could think about. I was so in the present. I was so right there and he unfortunately for him was just like story story this is not going to work like mm. from a place of fear massively and that's okay that's like okay. it's
0: what it was meant to be it was meant to be it was pretty disappointing i wonder like um it's disappointing how he reacted to it but at the same time is um men, we carry a lot of guilt so i wonder if he's taken that guilt into his yeah. next. i don't know how long ago this was now but i mean like four, I he's, years ago, yeah. four years ago so he might have Three Car- years ago. Three yeah. years ago. So we can carry a lot of guilt in these. Uh, and yeah, you know, and he might be a bit disappointed he dealt with that situation. Even if he didn't want the child, I think in the heat of the moment, I think he mm. Kudos to you, though. Well, huh? like you dealt with that with like a boss. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I
1: could- think the hard part as well was once I got home, mm. and I look at it and go, there are so there's so much beautifulness from that whole experience. Yeah. Like me being so empowered, in mm. that and that whole situation. But then also the relationship that fostered with my dad. Yeah. Because dad flew over and he looked after me. I couldn't eat. Yeah. all. I remember all I wanted was raisin toast yeah. and butter. The thought of any food that I normally ate, I just couldn't. Yeah. I remember him driving me to work because I couldn't like drive. Me getting through work. Yeah, wow. <laughs> sitting down between classes like and I, I i went the first person i told was my boss but yeah. no one else in the staff knew um it was just it was so draining and so fatiguing um and like i remember talking to dad and going to the gp and having a conversation about you know what am my my process about our termination and my doctor was amazing um and I remember sort of saying to dad Like this is what's going to happen And bless Bless my dad because he said you know like If, if you want to have it this is what We can do you know like you come home We'll look after you mm. I, I, That process as Well was so hard for my parents Like I know deep down like My parents would be the most Beautiful grandparents mm. um, But I also knew like I was like that's not it's not for me. Like I, I would have to leave Australia. I'd have to leave my job. Like I'd be relying and living back at home. Like they would be supporting me. My partner wasn't here. Yeah. Like it was just like, it was just not going to happen. Like I, and I, there was not one bone in my body that wanted to bring a child into the world like that. And I couldn't see it. I couldn't visualize it. Like I just saw cloud. And I'm such, because I'm such a visual person, like I can see things that are happening. Like I can, if I want something and I know what's going to happen, I can see it. I couldn't see that. It was just a foggy cloud. Um, I remember like booking in, booking in the appointment and I remember dad coming in with me. Dad wasn't allowed in the um, theater for the process. So he came in with me. Um, had to stay in the, stay in the waiting room. For the morning um, And it was checking with doctors It was are you sure you're pregnant Let's have a scan And I remember them scanning me And I didn't look at the screen Like I couldn't I didn't look at it um, She told me that I think I was 8 weeks pregnant <clears throat> um, The procedure itself took like 10 minutes It was like literally in and out And I remember walking out of that place Feeling instantly better Like my The nausea The morning sickness Gone Um. I think dad flew home two days after that and I know me and dad spoke about like that process after and I know for dad like dad getting on that flight home was really hard for him having like to leave and like know what I'd been through and what I was going through and like you know I was looking down the barrel of my relationship ending Mm. being separated from him um going through that whole process um That I know has played a massive Toll on both my parents In particular Mm -hmm. Um, I think the relationship with me And him faded
0: It just like dwindled out Mm -hmm. It just like it just dissolved Is that hard after Saying like you know you love that person though Like was it kind of like a Or has it just felt like What you've all just gone through in this Moment. Yeah, it
1: was really interesting because we never really had a conversation about are we going to make this work? Yeah, yeah, how are we going to do it? Do you want to be in a relationship?
0: Yeah,
1: are we going to end the relationship? Like we we never actually really I that I can remember we never really actually had a conversation about it. It was just like this has happened, and I don't know. Like it just it just wasn't wasn't going to work. I remember there being about maybe two or three months of sort of nothingness between us. And then I remember making contact with him saying like, let's have a conversation. Mm. Um, and we had a, we had a phone call and I think it was like, this is not going to work. Like I, I I do remember that, but it was, it was a substantial amount of time after. Um, and then I never really heard from him. Like from that, it's just literally just dissolved. um, but when I think about him and who he is and like, I have nothing but love for him. That's good. Like so much love. And I know that like the way that he handled that and whatever, however he felt and however he's still, if he is still carrying part of it, like it's, it's just what is like, it's just that relationship was not meant to be at that time. And it's not meant to be now. And it's not, it just wasn't meant to be. Mm. Um, I've also... When I went into that first workshop in the immense space, the first breathwork session that we did was the point that like, seriously pulled me out of my unconsciousness. Mm. And that breathwork, um, I had a beautiful human being that I felt disconnected in the breathwork and I felt him almost put me back together. Mm. And... It almost like it's like it connected my soul back to, to who I am, and I felt like my unborn like a daughter and that, mm. and I felt the messages of like it's all good, like it's not I was not meant to be here, like I felt I felt her,
0: yeah. She kind of gets reassured you like this. Is- yeah,
1: she hundred percent reassured me it was not meant to happen. Mm. Interesting enough, I had a friend last week go and see a clairvoyant, and. Um, She literally said this to me on Friday So literally a week ago And she said that she brought up The clairvoyant brought up with her That you've got a friend that has had a termination Tell your friend that The child is 100% okay And was not meant oh. to be here And my friend was just like I don't know anyone else That's been through a process other than you And I like, I feel that like, I feel it so deeply Like it wasn't meant to be Yeah and I'm so at peace with that.
0: Taking that massive weight off your chest, you and that, though, hey, like, the, the, all of it. When she
1: it. said it to me, my entire body just went, like, completely mm-hmm. goosebump. And it just, like, I was, like, it, like, it hit me so hard. Yeah.
0: Do you think that your dad gave you that love and attention that you were seeking – well, not seeking what you wanted at a young age. He yeah. stepped up when it really mattered, though? When, like, yeah. you had all of these things as a child – but then, when it came to, I really need you right now. He's just without and thinking. He, he just got a flight to Australia, 100%. and you created that bond yep. that you've been maybe always seeking.
1: Yeah, have you ever thought about it? I haven't. No. Ah, oh,
0: it's powerful, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's yeah. my dad is hands down the most amazing human yeah. being ever.
0: Sounds like a good fella.
1: He's his gut instinct always. Like I remember, like I had a uh, long term relationship when i just left school and i had one through school as well but dad would always say to me he said to me when they ended i knew that was never going to last yeah. okay like his gut instinct with human beings is so on his intuition is so strong
0: mm. um I think mums have that with with uh, with their sons as well. Yeah, mum and my <laughs> brother's relationship is I've said very... Mu- yeah, yeah. yeah, I've said my yeah. mum's... Sometimes I've dated girls and it's not with them. I so said, I could have told you that about two months ago. <laughs> you know, like they yeah. just know. But mums. how
1: beautiful that they never yeah. say... They just let you figure it out. You got it, eh? Hey? And my parents, they did that through my entire childhood. Oh, yeah. Just let me figure it out. And sometimes I think back and go, how the hell did you put up with me yeah. and watch me go through that and watch me like just... yeah." be now be such a firstly a different human being to what I am now but like not a I wasn't a good person especially as a
0: teenager 100% that's um it's pretty amazing Alice like um you know sometimes you kind of wish you'd met the the person before like um Mm -hmm. you know and and I wish you met the I don't know if you wanted to meet me before I was I was being a bit of an idiot back in the day but um we've all like you know shapes who we are now basically but um I'm just very grateful for you, Alice. Very, very grateful for a lot of things. Mm. And just people come, it, I, I tell some of my friends sometimes, like, man, I'm from Wales. I've come to Australia. I've met these people. Who would have thought that, Right? was this meant to happen? Was this, you know, yeah. you start, I can go down these little rabbit holes, I think, like that. Yeah, go, yeah. Is this meant to happen? What's that? You know? And yeah. It, but it's amazing. And, um, and it just shows now where you're at. Mm. And um, you stand up when you need to stand up. My last question before we wrap it up is: um, I always ask my my guests what they're grateful for. So, what are you grateful for, Alice? Spotify, one hundred percent. why?
1: <laughs> um, because music for me is everything.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: music has the ability to shift your energy, mm-hmm. and I tap into that every single day. Yep. Um. There are three places where I know I'm most authentic. First one's in my classroom, second one's at the gym, and the third one's in my car, with mm. by myself, with my music, like yeah. hands down. It just has such a powerful... Um, I use it a lot as a tool to help me express what I'm feeling. Mm. I still struggle sometimes to, like, recognise and sit with my emotions. Mm. Um, and music can help me tap into that. Yeah, And it can... It can help you feel what you need to feel and it can help you shift yeah and pull and pivot from triggers or pivot from situations or bring you back home like bring 100%. you back to self like it there's just the power in it if there's one app that i would choose to have or one yeah, tool
0: that i would choose to have it'd be my spotify Spotify. What what's your go-to song when you're driving on your own and you're just banging this out what is your song uh veto queen vibes veto queen vibes I'll have to check that out. (laughs) I've probably heard it. All right, guys. Well, look, Alice, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot in this podcast and episodes. And um, I'm just very grateful for... uh, Proud to call you my friend once and to be in the community as well of Walkers Only. And um, I'm excited to see where you are in the next couple of years. Thank you. So thank you so much, guys, and I hope you enjoy. Don't just talk it, walk it. Walk his only. Don't just talk it. Walk it. Don't just
1: talk it. Walk it. Walk his only. Don't just talk
0: it. Walk it. Walk his only.